This is Deadly Choices Radio, a show dedicated to discussing and educating all health matters and making deadly choices. Health from our mob to our mob for all our mob. All the latest DC news and events. Good health for all our mob. This is Deadly Choices Radio. Hey mob, Brooke Carson with you for Deadly Choices Radio. Before we kick it off this jam-packed episode, I'd like to acknowledge our elders, past and present. I'd like to acknowledge the country I'm broadcasting from today, as always, and the country you are listening from. So let's get straight into Deadly Choices Radio. I have Talisha Harden on to yarn with us today in light of International Women's Day this March 8th, which is today, the day you're listening. Um, so we'll put the spotlight on our deadly women. Welcome to the show, Talisha. Could you introduce yourself and your mob? Hey, Cynthia. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name's Talisha Harden um, and my mob, uh, uh, yeah, from the Torres Strait, so proud Badu Island uh, woman with ties to... Mabiag Island, Thursday Island, um, Saibai Island, uh, all through the Torres Strait. Yeah, nice. And can you tell us a little bit about your role with Sayui and Dead- Deadly Choices too? Uh, yes, I've been really um, lucky to be a Deadly Choices ambassador the last five or six years, but also split that role with the speech pathology role as well. So um, get to kind of work in all different um, I guess, programs throughout IUE and then in all different clinics as a speech pathologist. So, yeah, it's been an awesome six years. Yeah, awesome. And awesome to have you on board and be on the show today. Um, but you're on the show to talk about International Women's Day, which is March 8th. Uh, how will you be celebrating this important day? Yes, it's, for me, I'll, um, I'll actually be in the clinic, but, um, you know, I can't wait to see all the all the media and all the information and resourcing that's shared around um, International Women's Day. I guess Embrace Equity is such a, um, you know, a big part of kind of where society is trending. So to kind of have a theme around um, Embrace Equity for International Women's Day is really huge as well because um, I know our organisation um, is really proactive in that space Um so, yeah, I'm really excited to see, you know, I'll be watching on Instagram, scrolling through <laughs> everything tomorrow. It's really king. So I know, um, obviously, there's a lot of organisations around South East Queensland and Australia who have planned um, International Women's Day speakers and things like that too. So, yeah, it's a great way to start conversation. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, it's awesome to see the resources out there. Um, heaps gets posted about it. And I think one of the really important uh kind of events that happens is the Women's Day Fun Run, which happens every year. It's usually the weekend after um, International Women's Day, and I love just seeing the turnout. Apparently it sold out this year too, which is great to hear it raises money for breast cancer as well. Oh, that's epic, sis. And it's great too because with the distance covered, you know, I think it's about five kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. So it's a really, you know, it's a great um, opportunity for people to get together and whether they run, jog or or walk it you know it's one of those things that you just you know you turn out to support the cause and how great is that yeah that's awesome that it's sold out yeah that's what I thought too I heard that this year I was like oh that's awesome but um do you want to give a shout out to any deadly women in your life yes I am for me probably the deadliest woman that I've you know ever known in my whole life was my nan um she unfortunately passed away uh September last year but um I know for her um this was a uh 
kind of a, a social issue that was really close to her heart. Um, she grew up um, kind of in an era where, yeah, there wasn't, you know, that, that level of equity or um, acceptance in and amongst different places and organisations and even just general society. So I know for her, if she was still Earthside, she'd be she'd be cheering at the fact that, um, you know, Embrace Equity is the thing to... This is International Women's Day. Yeah, there's some really important words just there as well. And I think um, you touched on it so well, just embrace equity and embrace that theme of this year. Um, but on that, what makes these women so strong to you? I think they're not afraid to push the boundaries and to have hard conversations with people. And um, as well as that, knowing the balance between kind of, you know, um, um, educating, uh, I guess, the wider community and people um on these various topics, it, it can be a really hard balance. You know, there are people out there who aren't as accepting and aren't as on board with things like that. And it's okay to, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. It's okay to be accepting of that. And just, you know, if that's the way things are, that's the way things are. But yeah, something I think that makes these women so strong is that they're still out there trying to educate and empower um, people on these issues. And, um, you know, that might not always be successful, but for the most part, um, you know, if you can just change a few minds and a few ideal ideologies, then that's a win. Yeah, definitely. And I think you touched on it so well there that um, go against, I guess, the boundaries too. And I had this book when I was younger. I read the whole book and it was Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. And it just reminded me of that book because it talks about all these amazing women from, you know, really, really early stages in life and society who just went against the boundaries and broke stereotypes and just did their own thing and did what they wanted to do and they turned out to have these amazing stories and amazing lives for what they did. Oh, I love that. So I haven't read that book actually. I'll have to I'll Yeah, have it's to a find great it book. It has read. um yeah, it has really amazing people. Like there was one lady who was a pirate, um, and it's just some crazy stories on what these women did and just broke those boundaries down completely. It just encourages, you know, us girls to get out there and do what we want to do with our lives. Oh, I love that, sis. That's deadly. Yeah. So I guess in your career as well, you know, playing in the NRLW, that's something too that, you know, you're breaking down stereotypes and getting out there and, you know, pursuing a career that has been male-dominated for so long. I guess, like, another question is who do you admire in your career-wise? You know, you spoke about your nan in your life, but when it comes to career, who um, is an inspiration for you? Yeah, that's such a tricky one because I think there's kind of a whole generation of women who came in before before me who were, like you said, really pushed the boundaries and uh, knocked down doors um, to try and leave the game in a better place for my generation. So um, if I could just give a wide shout out to everyone, you know, the girls from back in the day who um, just really, really pushed the envelope in terms of fighting for resources, fighting for... Uh, financing, um, you know, wanted to make the women's game a better place and a better space and a more inclusive environment for our generation. You know, I just love to give all those girls a shout out. There's so many, but we're reaping the rewards of a lot of the hard work that they've done. And, um, you know, now we've got a responsibility to leave the game in a better place than we found it. So 
um, yeah, I hope, sorry, this is a bit general, but no, um, yeah, I just think there's so many amazing women. Yeah, that is awesome too. And I think that is so important to acknowledge, you know, those women that did go before and uh, I guess created this pathway as well for the next generations and generations to come, to come through and have a career in a sport that they love as well and that I, they are talented in too and they can be a part of it. Um, but yeah, why do you think... Yeah, why do you think it's so important that we do have a day like this to acknowledge our strong women? Oh, I think as well, just around what we were saying before, just around, you know, that social media presence that that just hones in and just documents and identifies so many amazing women doing great things in the community. Um, and, uh, you know, I wish it was 365 days a year. <laughs> um, but, you know, as well as that too, I think there's so many, you know, um, so many allies who might not necessarily be, be women that we have in our community. So it's a great way to celebrate them too because we can't do it alone and, um, you know, it is tricky to make things happen, um, especially, um, you know, you know when you have support from other people who, yeah, like I said, might not necessarily be women but are just really um, enthusiastic about what the wider community is trying to do um, I think that's great as well to highlight those stories too yeah that's awesome I think that's such an important thing to say as well the allies and just people who support um in a backbones as well for all women and all people who support the day too um but we'll be back yarning about deadly women after this short break kindy enrolments are open for 2023 if your little one is turning four before June 30th now is the time to look into kindy to give them a deadly start to life. Plus, when you enrol your little one, you can take home a deadly kindy kit. It's filled with things your bub needs to start kindy, like a backpack, a hat, a blanket, a water bottle, a lunchbox, sheets, and a special edition deadly kindy shirt. To learn more, talk to your local clinic or visit www.deadlykindies.com. A message from the Institute of Urban Indigenous Health. Station sponsor. Real life perspectives from our mob to our mob. I'm back with Talisha for International. So let's talk self-care. What do you do to ensure you're feeling healthy in mind and body and spirit? You know, what advice do you have for other women out there? Balancing life, work, uni, kids, social life, you know, health... Um, it's a lot going on in our minds. What's your advice? Um, my big thing, sis, is something um, I've tried to really implement the last couple of years is being okay with saying no. Um, you know, sometimes we, and especially as women, we say, oh, yes, we can do that, or yep, we can do that. Yep, I'll help there, or yes, I'll do that. And at the end of the day, you kind of, your cup's empty. Yeah. Um, and you don't realise it in the short term, but over a long period of time, you actually kind of sit back and reflect and go, oh my gosh, like, you know, that was a crazy period of time. So my big thing now is, you know, if there's something I definitely can't do or don't think that it's in, you know, I'm in the best, the best mental or physical space to do at the moment, I'll just kind of say no, but I'll, I'll get back to you, you know, at a later time or no, can you ask me maybe uh, later on? And that's really hard for me with my personality <laughs> because I don't like to, you know, let people down. But yeah, I'm um, with I think you. it is. It's definitely okay to say no. 
Yeah, that's such a good one. That's something I'm learning too, is to kind of put yourself first and take into consideration what you actually want to do. Um, And, you know, if something's going to make you uncomfortable, something's going to stress you out, then, you know, why do it? You know, like you can come back to it, you can follow it up, you can probably do it another time. So yeah, definitely just putting yourself first and learning to say no, that's such a good one. Um, oh, absolutely, sis. And I, I was getting to the point where I was like double booking things because yeah. I'd say yes to this and yes to that and yes to the other thing. And then I'd get to the day and go, oh my gosh, I've got so much on today. And, you know, you don't want to let people down in that respect too. So yeah, it's helped me be more organized, but also just keep a better life and work balance. Yeah, definitely one of my bad habits was double booking, just saying yes to people and then getting to the day. I'm like, hold on a second. I actually can't do all this you think I think a lot of women think like we can fit everything in at once you know and I see like my mum do it like my grandma we all think that we can just work everything into a day and get it all done but then it comes to it and it's like no I just need to take a step back and have a look at priorities and what actually is going to you know benefit me at the end of the day 100 percent yes definitely um, but, you know, we'll talk about the games over the weekend. We had round one, um, great start to the year. I thought some really close games. I think there was a couple one-point games. There was a couple that got to half time, And, you know, the Dolphins-Roosters game, that was really close until second half. Um, but what did you think to start off the year? Oh, it's, it's, it's such a good weekend to be a, or a, you know, a good day to be a Queenslander. Oh, after yeah. The <laughs> you know, having all four Queensland teams win, um, which is to a lot of people probably wouldn't have been expected. But, um, you know, it was just great to see footy back, um, you know, and even just see all the new up and coming players who got to make their debuts. And even there was a follow from the Storm who was 27 or 28 and he made his debut. Like, it's just great to see that. You know, no matter where you are on your journey, if you keep working hard, you know, rugby league is an option for you. So I just loved it. I loved, I literally think I watched almost probably six or seven out of the, the eight games. So yeah, yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, it was such a good weekend. And like you said, all four Queensland teams won, which is strange saying four as well. I'm still getting used to it. All four teams won. And it was a great day at Suncorp on Sunday. Um, and I think, yeah, people were really surprised. I know I was a bit surprised with like the Dolphins outcome and I'm a strong Queenslander, but yeah, that was awesome to see. And I just, I didn't expect them to kind of blow it away. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, I guess, you know, being the underdogs as well, they, they had absolutely nothing to lose and just played um, so well together, played for each other. And, yeah, there was a massive crowd at the game too by the looks of it. So um, I'm sure being at, being at home, even though they were at Suncorp, being at home would have been a massive advantage too. And they just, they killed it. It was such a good game to watch. Yeah, it definitely was. I saw, like, the Dolphins' fins out there. That was really cool. Um, but who will be your dark horse of the season? Oh, dark horse of the season. I know they didn't win on the weekend, but I think Cronulla are always pretty, you know, yeah. pretty up there in terms of, and I think Nico Hines has been uh, a massive recruit for them, especially in the last 12 months, but he was killing it uh, towards the back end of last year. So Cronulla, um, even though I'm not, you know, a Cronulla fan, I just think <laughs> what Cronulla do and how they play is um, is amazing. Um, but also I'd love to see the Titans up there too this year. Um, 
you know, they've recruited some good good players in the off-season. They seem to be building really well. Um, obviously, David Feeder re-signed, uh, which was huge. So, yeah, yeah hopefully they can... Um, play finals footy this year. Yeah, I'm hoping so. That's a really good peak there too. And I think um, Sharks didn't win over the weekend, but they didn't have Nico Hines as well, which, you know, like you said, he's a really strong player for them. But I guess, who are you most excited to watch this season? Oh, I love... um I love watching Latrell play. Like I think, like oh, all, me too. all black fellas, like we love, <laughs> seeing, yeah, love seeing Latrell play. Like he's just got that that X factor. Um, but also I just love seeing how he interacts with all the kids. Like he's a really good person. Um, and I hope he has a great year and, um, you know, plays really well and gets his origin recall and yeah, just has an awesome year. Yeah, me too. I always um, back Latrell, even being a Queenslander, I like seeing him out there playing for New South Wales. He just brings such an energy and such a passion and competitiveness, I think, to the games, any game that he's in. And it's just so awesome to watch. And like you said, watching him off the field as well is even better. Um, yeah, he's an awesome player. Um can you give us your top four pick for 2023? Oh, top four. Yes, okay, <laughs> this is tricky. Uh, okay, I'm going to go Storm. Yep. I'm going to go... Oh, this is tricky. Okay, I'm basing this on the fact that Tommy Trebojevic stays healthy all year, so I'm going to go Manly, Storm. I'm going to say the Eels, and I'm going to say the Panthers. Oh, With the okay. bunnies, I reckon they'll be bunnies will be there definitely in the top eight, yeah. and so will the sharks. So I don't know. My my <laughs> orders a bit funny. I'm just trying to think of yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go with top six. That's my top yeah top six. six. I like it. I think um I think it was Pedro last week who said Manly was his dark horse, and yeah, I can see that. I think based off what you said, if Turbo's in the team, they'll do well. But yeah, otherwise, I don't see the doing too well without him you know what I mean like I feel like he is their key x factor um but they do have DCE so who knows with Manly I feel like they're that team that you just don't really know what you're gonna get very true sis yeah it's so it's so hard to pick a top four like after if you base it just on round one then you'd go yeah I mean the Titans were really good Manly was good Storm just killed it and then obviously the bunnies had a good win so oh it could it could be anything at the yeah, end of the broncos really you know knocking off the panthers so yeah. um and they look really strong too the old bronx so yeah i don't know it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be hectic <laughs> yeah it will be I'm, I'm thinking as well cowboys might give us another good year too oh, they had um, a good game course. on the weekend they've got such a strong team too it'd be awesome if we had a all queensland top four that would be amazing. That would be a good year. Oh my god! I, I can't believe I forgot the Cowboys. <laughs> no, it's just there's so much at play, isn't there? Like we're yeah. in the round one, done, and yeah, anything could happen. But yeah, obviously the Cowboys after their performance last year, um, always in with a shot. So yeah, very very interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year. I think I'm super excited to um, keep keep up to date with it all, and you know when Origin comes too, it'll be awesome. But um, when we run to DC events, what events are you most excited for for 2023? Oh, I think for me, the Elders Games is always one of my favourites. Um, you know, I was with the, not last year, the year before, I was out with a lot of the Cambu elders at Laidley and I just loved 
<laughs> hanging out with them. They were absolutely awesome. I love the competitiveness. I love the banter. Um, and also the skill on display. Like, I'm telling you, some of these <laughs> elders are absolutely amazing, um, especially in some of the skills you don't kind of think about, like the, the um, bowling and oh, they're just great. They're really, really good. Yeah, that is such a popular one with our ambassadors. I think whenever I ask that, it's always the elders' games that it's always the top pick. Um, it is such a competitive day too and it's so good to see the elders out there moving and having fun and, you know, yarning up with everyone too. But um, thank you so much for joining me today, Talisha. Before you go, I have to ask your deadly choice. I've been trying to be better with this one, so my <laughs> deadly choice um, at the moment is stretching. Um, I've been a little bit injury prone over the last couple of years, but that's because I haven't maybe focused as much on my stretching as I'd like. So every morning now, I do at least 10 to 15 minutes of stretching. So that's my deadly choice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, really good. Well, thank you so much, Talisha. We'll catch up with you next time and have a great rest of the week. Thanks, sis. Have a good one. Thank you. I'll be back with some more content after this short break. Whoa, look out. You nearly walked into me. You want to get your eyes tested? Nah, seriously. Some of us need to have our eyes tested by an optometrist more often than others. If you're living with diabetes, then you should be seeing your optometrist every year. This is because 98% of mobs' vision loss from diabetes is preventable or treatable. So don't forget to see your optometrist every year to keep your vision deadly. And don't forget your jargums too. They should be getting their first eye test with an optometrist around the time they turn five. School screenings don't replace normal eye tests. So book your little one in with the optometrist at your local clinic before they start school and set them up for a bright future. Plus, now is the perfect time as you can pick up a free pair of Style and Sunnies when you get an eye test. That should help shade those rays. Deadly. So head on down to a participating clinic today. To find your closest clinic, head to iuih.org.au. A message from the Institute for Urban Indigenous Health. Station sponsor.
lost need today And love is the better way Love unites us all And love is so beautiful Let the hatred drop Just live your life Cause love is always on your side Cause love is always on your side Cause love is always on your side School and I do, do as, as I please. please. I'm a clean MC. I don't smoke weed. I don't do speed. And especially now alcohol, the crap will kill me. Make me something I don't wanna be. I look around and I see too many Maoris sleeping on the streets. Sleeping on their paint, bottle in their hand. As a new generation, we've got to take a stand. Got to take a stand. It's me, the MC, the JPE. People, if you're feeling, come bounce with me. Hip hop fanatic, I rap so easily. Just like my hero, Snoop Dogg, and Easy E. So all my people, listen to me. Straight out these streets, I'm a new MC. I rap and I rhyme and I write, it's like that. Everyone break it down and dance for the black. So do it, dance for the black. Dance for the black. With the MC Murray's, nothing can go wrong. With the MC Murray, too black, too strong. With the MC Murray's, nothing can go wrong. With the MC Murray, too black, too strong. Yo, what? Too black, too strong. Yo, what? What? Too black, too strong. Yo, what? Too black, too strong. Yo, what? Too black. 
This episode of Deadly Choices Radio, I want to play for you an interview that I got uh, with Sam from Small Rugby League at the Koori vs Murray Challenge a couple weeks back. Um, Sam is an ex-NRL player. He played for the Broncos, the Sharks. He did teach me how to say his last name, but I will butcher it if I try again today. So just take a listen. Hey, you mob. Brooke Carson here with Sam from Small Rugby League. Sam, do you want to introduce yourself and your role? So, yeah, my name is Sam Tungata Um I'm just a... Supporter for the uh, Rugby League Samoa um, Queensland, just help out um, in all areas. I guess um, as a retired NRL player, I think, um, you know, trying to support the Rugby League Samoa Queensland for our, our kids that's coming through. Yeah, awesome. And what have you been up to today? Some commentary? Yeah, I've been doing some commentary, which has been fun. Um, did another interview as well with NITV, but just, you know, catching up with a few old faces as well and watching some really um, good football. And awesome. And can you tell us a bit about how the involvement with Samoa Queensland as well and being out here today to verse the junior teams too? Yeah, I guess, you know, we got invited to come and um, play, obviously, because the Kuripo couldn't field the um, majority of the team and I just thought it was just a good um, opportunity for um, us as a, as a as an organisation or uh, as a Queensland Rugby League Samoa to, to participate, you know, uh, not only for the for the sport but then also for, um, you know, for the kids, for the kids to put their jersey back on and represent their nations um, um, and um, also, you know, like um, we try to remind the kids as well, you we're visitors to this country, you know, and it's, um, you know, we, we acknowledge the traditional custodians, um, owners of the land. And, and, you know, for us, it's just an honour, an honour to be able to, to come in and play the sport that we love, a rugby league, and to participate in, um, in a great carnival here. Awesome. Can you tell us a bit about the opportunity given to the young kids as well and to also represent their culture? Oh, it, it means a lot. It means a lot to the kids. Um, I've been fortunate enough to put the jersey on for the Tosamoa and um, in in rugby league, and um, majority of these kids um, won't be able to, you know, to, to reach to that level. And and if those kids do reach that level of NRL and represent their country, 
awesome. But then also, you know, like for those kids that are able to represent their nation in a carnival like this, um, it's a good opportunity for them, you know, because they really re- they really um, have pride in their nations. And with the success of uh, Tsul Samoa last year, um, entering in the, into the grand final has just sparked a whole... Uh, you know, uh, whole pride for the for for the kids to to play for Queensland um, Samoa, or whether it be you know if there's uh, New South Wales Samoa, um, you know, like these these um, pathways for them to to jump into um, if um, NRL is not um, their 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 path. But you know, to enter into a carnival like this, these opportunities for them to come through. Awesome. And can you tell us what your highlight has been today? Um, it's been um, been watching the <laughs> been watching the football games, but then also you know the opportunity to commentate. Um, I hope um, everyone watching understood what I was saying because uh, <laughs> with my broken English or my husky voice. Um, but I think you know the highlight was um, commentating and get to pronounce some of um, our kids' last name. You know to try and say it properly as well. Um, you know it's been a good atmosphere here. And um, it's um, it's been great, though. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Deadly Choices Radio, where we put the spotlight on our deadly women with Talisha Harden. To recap, Talisha mentioned putting herself first, learning to say no, and just looking for those resources on International Women's Day, which is this March 8th. If you want to learn more, you can head to the Deadly Choices Facebook or website. Don't forget, Deadly Choices is all about eating healthy, exercising, checking in on our mob, and leading healthy lifestyles for generations to come. I'm your host, Brooke Carson. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back next week with NRL legend Lily Tonga. Deadly Choices Radio. A show encouraging mob to make healthy choices from stop smoking, eating good food, exercising daily and getting a health check for themselves and their family. Featuring Deadly Choices Ambassadors, the Healthy Lifestyle Mob and many more. So tune in to Deadly Choices after 6pm each Wednesday and on demand on AAA Murray Country.